Hello and thank you for tuning in to the morning edition of the D1T in 5 for Tuesday, April 4th. Let's jump into this morning's top stories. UConn men's basketball captured its fifth national title last night in Houston. Huskies head coach Dan Hurley, obviously, a dream come true for all of us. It was a part of the program we sold the vision. I sold the vision to athletic director David Benedict and President Herbst and President Radanka and the university that I could put together a special group of people, coaching staff, unbelievable players like this. So it feels great to come through on promises made by me to all the great people of Connecticut and then with these guys. This was our vision. This was our dream. This is what we talked about when we recruited these guys, that we could get together and do something big like this. I'm just mostly proud of the way we've done it and with the type of people that we've done it, the way we recruit young players, develop young players. We do it without cheating. We do it without lying. Jim Nance signed off after 32 years of calling the Final Four, closing, everybody has a story. Everybody has a story to tell. Just try to tell that story, and be kind. Let me say one more thing. To everybody in college basketball, my family and all the viewers, thank you for being my friend. The Mercury News' John Wilner on San Diego State's historic run, the Aztecs aren't any more qualified for Pac-12 membership having reached the title game than if they had lost, in the Sweet 16 or Elite 8. They were already qualified. But the optics around expansion have changed with their charge to the finale. The momentum and the mood have changed. Here are the Aztecs, a gift horse on a silver platter carried down a gilded chimney on Christmas Eve. Not even the Pac-12 presidents can turn down that present, right? A source told the hotline recently that an even number of schools was the preferred outcome of the expansion decision. So anything that strengthens SDSU's case for membership seemingly benefits a second school. In that regard, SMU stands as a potential winner from the Aztecs romp through the NCAAs. Sunday's LSU-Iowa women's basketball title tilt drew 9.9 million viewers to ABC, making it the most-watched NCAA women's basketball tournament game on record and representing a year-over-year increase of 103%. The matchup peaked at 12.6 million viewers. Utah State interim AD Jerry Bovey says the interim tag hasn't seemed to affect any conversations I'm having related to the men's basketball head coach search but adds, I've had a few agents ask about my status already but no candidates that I've talked to have been asking about it. I mean, it's perceived to be more of an issue than I think it really is. Ultimately, Bovey believes it doesn't really matter if he's named permanent AD or not, telling the Salt Lake Tribune's Reynolds, I think it needs to be about the university and our culture here. And we should be able to get that through. It needs to stay all about Utah State and what we need here. I'm just the placeholder in this seat. Memphis AD Laird Veach declines to go into specifics about whether the Tigers have had conversations with the Big 12 or any other Power 5 conferences but says, I would share that we're very engaged and very well positioned in all the right places. So, all the background work and all the positioning that, you know, our folks would want us to be doing, has happened. And we feel good about where we're at in that landscape. The Daily Memphian's Tim Buckley goes on to submit that for Memphis to get the P5 call-up, the university must extend more institutional support to the athletic department, expand the budget and accept that making more means, responsibly, spending more. In the third and final installment of a retrospective on Oklahoma AD Joe Castiglione's 25 years at OU, Castiglione affirms to Tulsa World's Bill Haston that, absolutely, yes, 
he plans to remain in the role through the Sooners' first few years in the SEC. A part of leadership for me is to continue to build Oklahoma's upward trajectory and keep it going up. At some point, it will be proper for me to hand it off to the next person. If you look back over the entire history over college athletics, there's never been a period of change, disruption and chaos like we have now. As much as we think we've seen all of the factors causing disruption, we haven't. We've got to be prepared, and are, to navigate this. Not just with the idea that we're going to get through it, but how are we going to be successful as we go through it? That's where I see our best work being done, positioning Oklahoma for success down the road. Thank you for tuning in to the morning edition of the D1T in 5 for Tuesday, April 4th. We'll see you back here this afternoon.